Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. I hope you are all well. I am fresh off the the back end of uh, PCA First Timers uh, where I had a client competing who came fourth and uh, got an invite to the British which uh, was cool to be there for his first show. Um, I was a little bit annoyed at myself. Um, I got his, uh, his sodium loading or protocol, I wouldn't say loading, sorry. His sodium protocol wrong, um, which just meant he was a little bit flat coming on the stage, couldn't get much of a pump on, um, and there's a couple of things that, that didn't go our way, but hey, that is the nature of the sport. Um, the good thing was is we've got some data uh, for his next show, and we're actually doing doing things quite a bit differently next time around, um, which should give us a completely, uh, completely different look, a much better look, um, and I can't wait to... like. I think as a coach, when when this happens, and I think that as a coach, you'll always how you learn is by making um, small mistakes. And uh, don't get me wrong, fourth in a British invite is great, but obviously we, you know, we 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 didn't come for that. We came for top three. Um, so I think as a coach, the only way you learn and get better is by making these mistakes, holding your hands up, um, and then just rectifying it next time around, um, and and not. And this is why I see some. This is why I see loads, and I said this in podcasts before. Not being one of those people that's like, oh, you know, the judges got it wrong, bro, or not convincing your athlete. Like uh, that's what I hear all the time. Um, there may be a friend in the crowd who doesn't know much about bodybuilding, and uh, they'll come up and they'll be speaking to their friend, their athlete at the time, or not their athlete, but maybe they're a friend of the athlete, and you'll you'll hear this when you're at shows. It's like, oh, you know, everyone beside me was saying that you should have been second or first or whatnot. Um, you hear that all the time. Um, don't be one of those people. I'll say, take take the result on the chin, as as agonising as it can be at times, um, and then go from there. But again, you know, a, a similar sort of thing as I said to um, I had a, two athletes competing the, the first PC first timers, and when the results didn't go our way, I was very proud at how well they handled themselves and their their conduct and how they acted and. Um, at the time, my, my athlete, he was he was happy, but he wasn't. You know, I guess he was quite buzzing to, to be recognised. But I was more frustrated at myself, knowing that we could have produced a little bit of a better look. But um, one of the things I'm going to talk about today um, that I feel is is quite big. That's really something I've I've noticed more this year is how to make um, the days leading up to and also um, show day as least stressful as possible. The reason I say that is that there's been two occasions this year, and I'm not going to name them as in when they were, but two occasions this year where I have seen stress really affect the look on stage. Um, whether that has been someone has maybe checked in and as the days went on, they've, you know, the look's gone a little bit softer and, and we've done not much different than we've done before, expecting a similar result, but I'd seen the look had deteriorated a little bit due to stress. Or another scenario by which, you know, I looked at the athlete, did a check in with them, you know, an hour and a half before they went on stage, come out on stage and, and visually looked much different um, and could see them holding this sort of little film of fluid. And this this can happen um, in competitors right before they step on stage. Um, and it can kind of start either on the day in the morning or it can start as soon as you go backstage. So what I'm going to try and give you is just some tint tints that's not even a word that's not even a word Vaughn I'm going to give you some tips and some hints um, on how to 
to try and manage this as best you can um, to make sure that it doesn't affect the look when you step on stage. You've not just been subject to um, a heck of a lot of stress and it's ultimately impacted the result that you could have could have, could have couldn't have had. And it's it's funny, I actually listened to um, a podcast, uh, one of the, the off-the-cusp podcasts that uh, Josh Bridgman, Joe Brightman um, and, and Thomas Moore do... Uh, do um, they did it with Cal and Cal had mentioned about how um, Hader experienced a lot of stress and how it just literally crippled the look um, but I listened to it I think it was on the way down or the way back at the weekend it really resonated with me because I've seen it in person happen with a couple of athletes and I, I never really had noticed it much before but I think I'm just becoming a bit more experienced um, and a bit more it's like being able to refine the peaking process a bit more and, and be on top of more variables such as sodium and, and whatnot to think like okay right well what was the logical explanation for this um, and what's caused it and I think what we must discuss first is that from what I must understand is like I know if it's your first time I know you're going to be nervous like you're, you're allowed to be you're expected to be but what you don't want to have is you don't want to let those nerves cripple your confidence or, or kind of how you're going to be able to present yourself on the day. So let's talk about the sort of the days leading up to the show first. Now, you might be someone who's listening to this that's an online PT, and you could easily just like move your check-ins to, let's say the show's on a Sunday, and you do check-ins usually on a Saturday, Sunday. You can easily move your check-ins, push them back a day later, pull them forward a day before, that's fine. But if you're someone that's... Uh, Monday, Friday, nine to five. It might not be wise for you to to be working that Friday, mainly because you might need to start thinking about. And this is applicable for guys and girls. You may need to start thinking about like shaving, getting rid of body hair, full body wax. Um, if you're a female, you know they like to get maybe their nails done, things like that. Um, just generally being able to chill out a little bit more. If you're maybe if you're carb loading, being able to just get that food in um, without the thought process of like, oh shit, I've got a break, a break at this time of work, a break at that time of work, and if you're able to take the day off, I think it's brilliant. But what usually people will do on their day off is they'll like cram it full of activities. Usually, if you've got a day off your work, right, and um, you'll usually be like, oh, I'll go see my little niece, my little nephew, I'll go do this, I'll go do that. When, whereas what you want to just do really is, I would say, you want to have a day that's just for you, or as for you as much as possible. Now that might mean you just really sort of get up, you check in with your coach, you eat your meals, you do, you know maybe you've got to do a pump session, you get that done. But the more you can relax, if you're loading as well, ultimately the better that food is going to be distributed um, in the body, the better it's going to be absorbed, the more it's going to like be driven into muscle glycogen because your overall cortisol levels will be so much lower. But also it then means that you're not having to rush about like a fucking blue arse fly. I don't know why that's even a phrase, eh? Blue arse fly, where does that even come from? But yeah, you're not having to run about like a blue arse fly to, um, to pack the night before. Because undoubtedly you'll forget, you, 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 know, you might worry that you'll forget something so what I suggest you do is literally write a full list out of what you're going to need. Double, triple check it and then start packing. Now, what I would suggest you do as well 
is pack spares. You'd be amazed last year at how many times I heard, whether they were my athlete or another coach's athlete who was like, oh, our bikinis just snapped. Or, you know, the clip in our bikinis almost almost snapped off. It's almost broken. Or having to actually, I had, oh, I used to work with a guy called Bradley. He's a good friend of mine. One of his clients, uh, he was actually backstage, like trying to fix it, trying to get the fucking sewing kit out. Um, I remember him sending me the photo. I was I was busting up laughing, online coaching and and sewing sewing uh, with GH hands doesn't doesn't really go <laughs> doesn't really go hand in hand. But yeah, pack spares. Now I understand if you are um, maybe someone that's got a budget, you maybe don't have a spare bikini. But let's face it, the majority of females out there, you might be in your second season, third season, you've got old bikinis. Like, take spares or take, like, spare clips or whatever it is. The same goes for shoes as well. Like, take your practice posing shoes as well, show day shoes. Again, because you have no idea how much... Well, you don't have no idea what could happen on show day. And at the end of the day, if you have a spare at home and then that happens on show day... You'll be absolutely kicking yourself, being like that. Fuck! I wish, I wish I just packed a spare. Now, in these, in in that day off, or maybe you've sort of whittled your workload down. You've taken time off for you, right? You have definitely not taken time off to to go on Instagram and look for every other competitor doing your show, to then search hashtag PCA, hashtag Two Bros. Hashtag bikini girl PC or, or whatever it is you're searching for that everyone else is tagging. Because all you'll do is you'll just start getting on your, on your own head. Right? I've been there. Done it before. You'll start then comparing and contrasting, screenshot and then putting them their shot against your your shot. Sending that, that screenshot to your friend. You might even send it to your fucking coach. You might, and then what this does is it just starts this sort of like negative thought process and this massive self-doubt. And again, if you're cortisol levels are high, you're doubting yourself, that's naturally going to be shown on stage, it's going to affect your confidence, it's going to affect the, how the look is in these final hours. So stay off Instagram. I would encourage you, if it's not your job, to delete Instagram or mute some people or unfollow them for the period of time that you are in that week. Now, here's the thing. Everybody that's following you will maybe be interested in what you're doing. But at the same time, see if you don't post, they probably won't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like I think that sometimes when we're in that in those uh, those sort of days, we're like that, oh, I got to do a post and I got to talk about what I'm doing, telling everyone what I'm doing, and really, no one really gives a fuck apart from your very close people around you, um, such as friends, family members, etc., etc., and, and your coach. You know, but your coach doesn't need to uh, see you on Instagram; they just need you to see you in your in your checking. So I can't encourage you, like. I can't encourage it more to come off Instagram. Um, I've had athletes not only in the, in, the, in those sort of days leading up to shows have this fog of self doubt, and then it's maybe led to some overeating or binging. But it's ha- it's, it's happened multiple times over the years um, when they've been a few weeks away, you know, and because it can I get this prep can consume you, and it, it, you're in your own wee world compared to your friends at your nine to five job or your friends that are from school. They they don't watch about bodybuilding, so you feel like you're kind of alone. So you naturally go into this sort of like world where you're trying to surround yourself online with people when actually um, you could just be massively putting yourself down. So anyway, let's let's get to uh, the actual show day itself. So number one, I hope that you would have organised um, accommodation 
that's like really really quite central or very close to the venue because it's more than likely that the uh, the tanning will be either very close to the venue or at the venue so whenever I'm like for example um, when I did shows last year um, you know I'm, I'm just googling Prem- on Premier Inn or Travelodge like you know Centre Maidenhead or Coventry Premier Inn City Centre you know because you'll know it won't be that far away and for the most part if you can get a hotel that's about a 10 minute walk or a five minute Uber or whatever is away that will take a lot of stress away because everything will just work like clockwork when it says like right makeup's at this time hair's at this time tan's at this time or weigh-ins at this time you then know like right I can plan my day to a T your coach will tell you exactly the times to check in exactly what to then do with food fluid sodium etc etc best thing to do is have a chat with your coach about what food you're going to need or potentially need on the day. Always do this with my athletes. And if I don't say, they always ask what we're doing with food on show day. And I'll say, right, have with you X, Y, and Z. Whether that's in the fridge, if you're sending the Premier in, obviously you don't have access to a fridge, then we're going to be going with different sources. Then if we had like a an Airbnb, or had some cooking facilities and whatnot. So from a coach, I'm trying to remove from the athlete as much stress as absolutely possible to ensure that they are in a good position on the day and they're not overthinking things or not freaking out. Number two, I guess, number, not number two, fucking, that's, this is number whatever it is. But what I'd encourage you to do is for as much as you have probably what to tell loads of people and have quite a lot of people like um, come watch you, the last thing you want to do is spend all your day on show day on Instagram replying to good luck messages or you know good luck messages from strangers that you'll never see again. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's amazing. I love the support. But what you'll get is you'll get a lot of, oh, you're going to smash it, mate. You're going to win. 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 From people that maybe don't know much about bodybuilding and have zero interest in coming to your show, zero interest in, you know, no idea on who you're perhaps going up against or whatever it is. So often, and what I'll probably do next year is I probably won't announce it um, that I'm competing till I've done it or till the day of rather than the build-up um, just because I think it removes that added pressure that sometimes comes from, from that. It's it's not like, it's not bad. Um, that, no, people aren't trying to do it in a bad way. They're trying to wish you good luck and they want you to have success. But sometimes people can feel a bit overwhelmed about that and they, they can stress them out and they can feel this pressure that, oh my God, uh, you know, people have told me I'm going to win. I should be winning. And if they don't, it can be really crippling. It can go against them and whatnot. So I'd maybe stay off, stay off socials on that day. Um, but, not only that, we have to then think about, okay, what about when we're at the venue? What about when we're backstage? So when you're at the venue, I would mix and mingle, 100% mix and mingle with others. Sometimes there can be this like, I don't know why, right? But like a lot of competitors, like they'll put up this like brick wall of like, I don't know, like I'm a fucking badass, don't fucking speak to me, like... You know, I'm in my own, own, own lane, bro. And that's cool, but I just think that the minute you get speaking to them, they completely change. Like, this can be just around the the auditorium or whatever. It's not necessarily backstage, but they can totally change. You can, and the more you have a little bit of a laugh and relax and feel like you're doing something together with others and feel like you're doing it alone, um, I guarantee you will feel much more chilled out and you'll, you'll enjoy the process a bit more. Because... Um, if you don't and you go like some people like oh, man you see the people like they get the headphones in the fucking shadow box and like outside and you're like 
come on, man. Like, don't, don't be one of those guys. But I'd encourage you to make connections, make friends, because these competitors you're going against, like, they've been through the same 18 weeks, 20 weeks, how long they've been as you. They might be doing other shows that, that you are doing in a couple weeks' time. I've had athletes do, like, they've met other athletes, and then before you know it, those athletes have then stayed in the same room at the next show, travelled together, you know, stress has been a lot lower, they felt like they're doing it with someone, enjoyed it a bit more. So yeah, I'd mix and mingle. Now, also, and this, I guess, if there was like a, a, a massive takeaway from this podcast, this this next one would be it. And it would be, backstage, don't spend your time when you're pumping up, just looking at everybody else, right? Because naturally, like, as a competitor, you'll do this. You'll, like, clock another athlete out the corner of your eye and then you'll be like, ah, fuck, he looks good. Then next thing you know, like, you see another athlete kind of, like, w- walks in the scene, you know, taking their top off or whatever, they start pumping, you go, fuck, he looks good as well, you, you know? And before you know it, four or five boys around you or maybe, you know, females around you and then you start feeling like you were really confident and relaxed before you went backstage and then all of a sudden you start to then doubt yourself. You start to then think like, oh man, I don't think I can beat that person or damn, their legs are sick or holy shit, their delts are huge. There's no way I can compete with that. Now, when you start having these thought processes, doubt kicks in. But not only that, that, this stress response, without you realising it, this stress response kicks in, right? Because you, for some reason you, you have this little bit of a fear. Now remember, Stress response is in relation to perceived danger or perceived fear. So this is why you can have this natural like, fluttering of uh, of the heart, feeling a bit nervous. All of a sudden, cortisol levels shoot up. Now, without even realizing it, what you've done there is you will naturally have you'll naturally look a little bit softer. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it twice this season, and I, I know that I know the scenarios. Um, it was with one. One client earlier on the year, one client a little bit closer. Um, and with one of them, the look got worse as the day went on, but we spoke about that. And the other one, it was right before they went on stage. And um, this this scenario with that client didn't happen, but this is just what I'm telling you I've, I've, I've seen um, in the past. But yeah, so you, you'll get this sort of response. And then all of a sudden, so picture this, you've just, like you've spent 20 weeks preparing for this. And then all of a sudden, right at the last little moment, you just doubt yourself because of everyone else that's around you. When remember, you just getting to the stage, particularly if it's your first time, is just about getting up there. You then have, like, if it's a first timer show or if it's a, you know, a, a, an event where there's a first timer's category, like you have zero control of who else shows up on the day. Zero, zero, zero. Right? You got no control over how they look, how they how they train, what their genetics are, what their load was like, what they did with sodium, what they did with potassium. Uh, water, fluid, carbs, etc, etc, etc. All you can control is can you look your absolute fucking best? And what will come from that is you being as relaxed as possible. So what I encourage you to do is, this this is why I think it's so important as a coach to try and get myself to, to as much, many of, of my clients' first-timer shows as possible, where, where possible, um, is try and be backstage with them. And it's hard to do now because, like, some federations specifically say you need a, a backstage pass or coaches pass to get backstage. Whereas there's some federations that that's not even a thing. So the ones where I could be around them as much as I can pre-stage, I'll do that. So if you're backstage and you're on your own, two two different scenarios you've got, right? 
that I'll, I'll suggest. Number one, put your headphones on and just like listen to like listen to the songs you would usually listen to that get you sort of motivated, that inspire you, that get you fired up. You know, for me it would be the the song. Um, it's called Requiem for a Dream. Um, it's Lord of the Rings sort of theme tune. And uh, for me, anytime I have to go all in on a set and be really focused and just get a little bit of a, a bigger internal drive, like that song goes on. So for me, that would be my song. The one that's like, right, it's getting you ready, it's preparing you for the event that's away to come. Think about any elite sport. In the moments prior to performance, there is a specific routine in what that person does. Let's take a... Um, Look at athletics, someone that's doing like the triple jump or someone that's doing a high jump. They have a set routine of what they do, where they step, how they move, they're sort of like before they jump, like their their, their pre, their warm-up routine. It's it's all it's all the exact fucking same. And there's a reason for that, because they want the performance to be the same every single time, to be its absolute best, and to, they, they mimic what they're doing in the warm-up to make sure that when it comes to the performance, it's the same, the same result they're getting. So why doesn't that similarly apply to what we're doing before we step on stage. If we look at it like it should be, we're, we're a sport, it's an, it's an event, right? So we can put the headphones on, we can get the song, we can get songs on, maybe, 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 you're, maybe you're someone that just needs a bit of like, a bit of, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, for here? You need a bit of distraction, that's the word, right? So maybe you put a song on that just get, gets you, totally distracted from the environment and it brings back a memory or whatever it is and all whilst you're doing this you're just pumping up pumping up pumping up doing what you've been told by your coach or you're just doing your usual sort of routine now what I prefer and what I do and this is because the type of person I am is I try and have a little bit of banter backstage with the other athletes right and I'm going to give you an example um, last year at the two bros finals uh, I walked backstage and I was I was pretty confident um, beforehand, right? About has it right? I, I know I'm close to the weight limit. I, you know, I, I, I've done this, I've done that. I've prepared for so long. Uh, I didn't expect to do well, but I thought I could do well. And then I walked backstage, and we're all pumping up, and, and, and every other guy had that serious sort of like, you know, I'm the fucking arse work in the room thing on, and don't speak to me, blah blah blah. And I just like we were all sort of like around quite close in close proximity. And I just went. Fucking hell, guys! I thought I had a shot here, but I've just looked at you, and you're all going to fucking kick my ass, and and that. But I said it in a bit, of, like you know, a quite a quite a sarcastic, funny way, and everyone just burst out laughing. Um, so for me, it was more like an appreciation of, fuck, these guys are good. Like I gotta get better. And before I even went on stage, I was motivated for the off season. But how I approached it, I was like, well, fuck it, I'm here now. <laughs> I was like, I've got the tan on now. <laughs> I've been drying out for the past twenty four hours. Blah blah. I was like, let's go up on stage, let's have a fucking good time, right? And let's let's try and get a result wherever and whenever we can. Um, and, and that was how I approached it, right? Knowing that, like, right, these guys are good, but I was like, but I'm not bad, so I'm gonna have a little bit of a laugh with this. And, and because because I was I was really relaxed, and I think that the other guys were as well. We all probably like I think that probably attributed a little bit to how. We were on stage. Our stage presence, how we were beside each other, a bit of a banter before we went on. We were having a bit of banter about the guy's moustaches um, and how I couldn't, I couldn't grow on without looking absolutely fucking horrendous and stupid. Uh, facial hair just doesn't doesn't suit me. But that was how I approached it. Opposed to 
going in a wee hole and thinking, oh God, he looks good. Oh God, fucking hell, he's big. Oh shit, he's dealt. You know what I mean? That for me was how I kept stress low as low as possible. Now, for any coaches out there um, that are with your athletes and you're not at the show, all you got to do is continue to encourage that person, continue to back up what you're seeing in front of you, but be honest. Like, don't if you think your client is looking a little bit softer, say, all right, okay, we're looking a bit softer, let's back off the food here. Then if you see them get tighter, tell them. Don't let them worry about that. Um, like, don't be wrong. If, if you feel they don't look very good, you don't you can't necessarily <laughs> exactly tell them that either because that's going to get them majorly stressed out. But you've got to be open and honest about that. And I think that if you do like some of these things, the lead up to show day will be so much better, but also show day itself will run smoother um, and stress should be a lot lower. And again, it's something that I think it's it's so hard, like because as a coach, like I am very, I'm not obsessed, but I'm trying to control every single fucking variable I can to get a certain look. But stress is the one thing that if it ramps up that I can't help control, and then what, like what it causes, the look it causes, I can't rectify it. I just can't do it, can't change it. Um, because sometimes that effect can last for a long time until that stress is dissipated. And if you've got yourself stressed out really close to stage time, it's very unlikely that you're gonna be de-stressed before you go on stage. Um, it is what it is, some of these things can, some of these things uh, can, can seem quite trivial at the time. Um, for example, it could be that you, you get a bit panicked that oh my God, we're on 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden you, you realise, no, we're actually, it's actually running 45 minutes. You, you, right now, me saying this, you go, oh, fuck, that wouldn't stress me out. See when you're in the moment and you think the world's going against you. Um, it could be something as simple as like, you, th- you think you've packed the wrong trunks or, you know, like, and this is the thing, like sometimes there can be a confusion. Like you look in like uh, classic physique, two bros, uh, fit you know, they specifically say, right, you've got to wear the, the um the classic physique trunks but PCA classic bodybuilding you know so if ever if, if everyone's wearing one set of trunks you've got a different pair fuck you know that can freak you out that can stress you out a lot of things that seem trivial right now in the moment can can really stress you out so this is where I just try and encourage you as I said with some of the tips and the hints from this uh from this podcast to to make sure they're on as smooth as possible so I, I don't think I'll be at any other shows this month. Um, I try and go to about one a month. I do, however, have athletes competing um, this weekend at FitX Leeds and then next weekend at Two Bros uh, Maidenhead. And then actually I've got another athlete. I've got someone competing every single weekend this month of May, which is which is pretty cool. Um, every athlete is that is competing, I have they have competed with me before in their first season or they're in their third, third season. And... That's going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty confident uh, next week with some of the the different things I'm going to do with, with two athletes, the different peaks, protocols that we're going to run. And of course, I'm sure you'll you'll follow the result on Instagram. Um, and you'll fingers crossed to come on a podcast in a couple of weeks and say it worked. Uh, no, it will work. Um, I know we know what we're doing, but then we've you know we've got we've got Kate going again for our last show um, this weekend. So I'm excited. I'm excited, excited for that one first, of course. Um, to cap off it's been a long um, and very successful season so listen guys that's me rambling now as I always do um, wherever you are I hope you're well if you're in prep I hope prep is going well um, I hope that you're keeping stress as low as possible uh, if you're struggling I'd encourage you to just keep digging if you've um, 
if you if you've listened to this thing you have a very successful show day that's um, quite uh, low on stress then I want to know about it uh, but equally if you are struggling on prep you know don't be afraid to reach out even just just for a message in a chat um, had a really good chat with a, with an athlete over the weekend and we were just really chatting shit about their journey um, and it made them feel a lot better so yeah my DMs are always open guys um, if you are looking to compete uh, maybe perhaps next year or later on at the tail end of this year really if you're looking to compete at the tail end of this year you're, you're almost at your at your, your time limit now um, but if you're looking to compete maybe next year get into it remember that myself and the team are always uh, always open um, to, to new inquiries our spaces are limited uh, but I've had, I personally had a couple of drop-offs here um, and would welcome any anyone that's looking to compete next year uh, on the books for you to encourage you to to, to, to arrange a consultation so um, yeah again rambling guys I hope that you're well. Wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.